episode, I talk about how I dealt with being an out-of-state student at SDSU and I talk with my friend Aaliyah. She's one of my best friends. She runs public relations for Trend Talks and she's just one of my favorite people ever to exist. Um, Definitely a gift from God and I definitely thank God for her. And so you'll get to hear a natural and organic conversation. A lot of things edited out just because we're not perfect and it was just silly times, but stay tuned for bloopers. Um, But honestly, I hope you enjoy this conversation we have together about exploring what it's like to be an out-of-state student. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Trend here, obviously. Welcome back to Trend Talks. This is episode four. Um, I'm here with a very, very special guest, a VIP guest, one of my absolute best friends. She's a blogger, a YouTuber. She's my PR person for Trend Talks, and she's one of my very best friends. Please welcome Aaliyah. Insert round of applause. Hey. <laughs> Hey, welcome. You're my very first guest, which is so crazy. So I'm so excited. I'm so honored to have you on here. Like, you already know how I feel about you. I'm not going to get emotional. (laughs) Don't do that again to me. Y'all, Trin (laughs) had me crying a few weeks ago because, you know, this girl knows how to speak some encouragement, knows how to make you feel special. And she had me cried on FaceTime, y'all. And I don't do that to me right now. Okay. Well, you crying made me want to be like balling in tears too. So we'd be emotional (laughs) together. But thank you for being here. How are you? Like, how's quarantine life? Oh, quarantine life. We love it. You know, you just got to find the good moments in it. Even though it's kind of hard in the beginning, you know, adjusting. But, you know, we're staying positive. So, yes. Yes. Um, I feel like, you know, we talk like almost every day. We do. (laughs) We pretty much talk almost every day and I do love it. She's like a light in my life. And I feel like quarantine for me would be just like dull without me talking to Aaliyah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) She's like my personal hype woman. I feel like if y'all have me on Instagram or just social media in general, or just know me, like, you know, Aaliyah is always like on the sidelines cheering me on. And I'm there for her as well. So, you know, we're those type of friends. She's like Tamara and Auntia, you know. Period. You know what, you know what the deal is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this episode is, you know, it's titled, what is it titled? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, Queen. I got you. I got you. I got yes, you. My PR person. <laughs> <laughs> this Let is me know my PR. <laughs> This is why I need PR, because I can't do this by myself. I can't. Right. Episode with Aaliyah. Let's see. Let's see. Yes. You got family out out there. Yeah. You got family out there. That's what I knew it. I just wanted to be sure. I just wanted to be sure. Um, so this episode is basically about um, our experiences being an out-of-state student at a San Diego State University, and... Um, you know how we dealt with it because we're both out of state and we're going to talk about our experiences. I'm going to ask her a couple of questions by a couple. I mean, a hundred by a hundred. I mean like 20. That sounds about right. Um, but we're just going to jump right in and, you know, I'll share my experiences too, but it's 
also uh, a platform that I can uh, share and I'm honored to share with my PR person. Okay, so how and when did you know you wanted to go out of state for college? Ooh, I think I always knew since sophomore year of high school because um, growing up, I knew I wanted to pursue higher education. And for a while, for the longest, if you guys don't know, I'm from Mississippi. So I wanted to go to Mississippi State University for the longest. Like my parents will tell you, my family members will tell you, I had MSU merch, top to bottom hoodies. I had the shoes. I had MSU shoes, y'all. I had blankets. I had cups, everything you think of. And then something switched when I moved into sophomore year of high school. That was really a turning point because then I was like, uh, growing up, I wanted to go into the medical field also. So that's kind of going into my major, but um, staying on topic. <laughs> uh, um, something switched sophomore year and um, I was like, I kind of don't want to stay in Mississippi because I feel like God is calling me somewhere else. And so I kept at that and applied to schools out of state that resonate with me. And luckily I got into San Diego State and I want to go there. So it worked out. Yes. And that's how we met. We met at college, if you guys didn't know, um, for those who are wondering, um, and for those who care. <laughs> um, so for me, I feel like I always wanted to go out of state. I feel like my family could tell you, like, you know, from a young age, I always said that I wanted to go out of state. My mom is from Philadelphia, so I, I kind of wanted to go to Temple University in Philadelphia for the longest time. And um, you know, I did tour Temple University, but I quickly found out that that wasn't the school for me. I just didn't care about the surrounding areas. I wanted to be in my own world. I didn't want to be near family. I just wanted to kind of just grow into myself and learn more about myself and the world. And so I wanted to go further away from Philadelphia after I realized that Philadelphia wasn't it for me or Temple University. Um, but I kind of just decided to go to California or wanted to in my junior year of high school um, when I did realize like I wanted to be far, far away, as far away as possible. I felt like California was like where I needed to be as far as, you know, being far away. Um, were your parents supportive from the jump? Yes, they actually were. Like my mom, if you guys know Mama Kanisha, she hold it down. Like when it comes to her kids, whatever they want to do, she push you to do great things, you know? And so my dad, you know, dads are a little skeptical. Like, I mean, is that really practical? Like, come on, think about it a little bit. But no, my mom was always like shoot for the stars. So um, when I told her I wanted to go to California, she was like, okay, let's make it, let's make it happen. And so they were, I think my parents were a great, great support system for me uh, moving forward with college, so. Yes, we love supportive parents. Period. They just make everything so much easier, let me tell you. Um, my parents were supportive from the jump too. Uh, when I expressed that I kind of wanted to stay like, you know, in Philly or maybe New York, they kind of were just like, let's keep your options open because they knew like I probably would thrive better you know further away and so when I mentioned California they were just like okay well if you want to do it let's make it happen kind of like Mama Kanisha um but yeah that was pretty much what the deal was what were you looking for in a school oof 
I mean, obviously, I want to go to a good school that had a great reputation uh, academic-wise because I'm very competitive, <laughs> competitive when it comes to academics. Everyone knows that. Like, I will work so hard just to achieve A's and B's, baby. Like, C's do not get degrees in my book. Period. But, <laughs> uh, you know, so a good reputation. I also wanted a very diverse college. Um, and so as California advertised at San Diego State, they said they were very diverse and, you know, so that was a good thing for me. And I would say my third one would be a, a college in a good area, like for things to do, you know, because in Mississippi, nothing. It's like a ghost town, nothing to do for the young people. So I was like, <laughs> this gotta leave, sis gotta leave. And I did. Period. <laughs> <Arian>, okay. <laughs> I would say for me, mostly the same things. I wanted diversity because I didn't really see that reflected where I came from. Um, I wanted diversity. I wanted it to be in a big city so I could explore and kind of just learn more about myself through exploring a new city. Um, I wanted a lot of school pride. I wanted like a big sports, um, you know, culture at whatever school I went, I went to. I wanted a good journalism program because that's what I wanted to pursue at the time and I wanted a strong newspaper to write for and you know I just kind of wanted those things um you know mainly and then you know once I started like applying I started looking at more specific things but um those are the main big things uh how did you come across SDSU and did they have all of what you wanted in a school oh my gosh it's so funny how I came across SDSU so I remember at the time, um, I was actually pursuing another college. I was going to go to school for dance, for performing arts. And so um, it was a school in L.A. called AMDA. It stands for like American Musical Drama, mm -hmm. whatever. And so uh, I remember we flew to L.A. And to visit the college campus. I was like, oh, this is it, y'all. This is it. I'm vibing with the people. This is it. And so I remember at the time, my cousin Caleb uh, he was like, I was like, so what do you want to do in the future, you know, because he's um, a grade lower than me, so he'll be graduating right after me, and he was like, I think I want to go to uh, San Diego State, and I was like, San Diego State, like, that's kind of, why, why San Diego State, and so we talked about it, and that's kind of where the seed was planted, God works in mysterious ways, let me tell you, that was two mm -hmm. years before I even considered San Diego State, and so later when I was applying for colleges, uh, San Diego State popped back up in my head. And I was like, let me look into this. Let me look into this. So I did. And like, I don't know, it just felt right. And so I applied and got in. And so was it everything I imagined it to be? I would say yes. I would say yes. So far. <laughs> I mean, I met so many great people, like, it's hard to, like, see the negatives and dwell on that, you know, because, like, every school is going to have a negative, like, no doubt about it, and so I think the positives outweigh the negatives with San Diego State, for me, it could be different for other people, so, yeah. For sure, for sure. I, I don't even know how I came across SDSU, honestly, I feel like I never had heard of it until like the college application season came for me. I just wanted to be in California. I really wanted to be in LA just because entertainment like central is there. And so I applied to a lot of schools in LA in that whole area. But then I was like, well, San Diego is a big city within California. It's not too far. 
let me see what schools are down there. And so I looked at UCSD and then I looked at SDSU and UCSD seemed like it didn't really have like a lot of school pride amongst their students. It just seemed like a very like research-based university versus SDSU kind of like prided themselves on school pride and the things that I wanted in a school, um, extracurriculars and they had a good amount of students. I wanted to go to a big school as well. And so UCSD was kind of too big for me. <laughs> But um, SDSU was like a good size, good like metropolitan area. And I was like, I can do San Diego. It wasn't my first choice, but it was definitely one of the options that I had. Um, and so I was like, I'll just apply to San Diego State and see what happens. And here we are. <laughs> here we are. Here we are. So what was your first college acceptance? My first college acceptance was actually Mississippi State University. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is with that I actually they didn't have journalism so I applied as a business major and if anyone knows me oh no exactly <laughs> does not mix with that Aaliyah does not mix with that you and definitely so and I during that time like I just did it out of fear I was like uh I don't know if I'm gonna get into any other schools so I was like this is gonna be my backup because you know I had a good feeling I would get accepted there um but yeah that was my first acceptance but I didn't go there so <laughs> my first acceptance was actually SDSU I literally remember I was I think I saw on Snapchat that one of my friends had gotten into their first, like, they got their first college acceptance letter. And so I was like filming a video for them, just saying congrats. And as I was filming the video, I got an email saying congratulations on your acceptance to SDSU. I was like, wait, forget the video to my friend. I just got into college. <laughs> I was just like, wait, what is happening right now? And so I started screaming and I told my mom and they kind of just like were just celebrating me all afternoon and it was a really nice feeling I was like okay this is the first one let's just see what other schools accept me um not many did <laughs> so SDSU was definitely like a main contender um for me um but yeah how was it when you got into SDSU how did you feel like walk me through that whole day I guess that whole event I remember it was like around December. It was like yeah, December. it was December for me too. Yeah, and so I was just chilling in my room, right? And uh, I was looking through my email, and so I saw that I got one from SESU. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I opened it, and then I watched the video. I was like, and it didn't register in my head that I just got accepted. It did not click, and I was like, well, that this is random. And then I read what it said, and I was like this gotta be a joke I y'all I thought they were playing my life I really did really mm -hmm. I really did and so I remember walking in the living room I was like guys I think I just got accepted to San Diego State and my mom was like you think and I showed her the email and she was like Aaliyah you got accepted to San Diego State and we just started <laughs> screaming we're like oh yes. my god <laughs> so yes. we we're so excited I was just, I was kind of confused because I just felt like it was a joke, honestly. I was just like, how did I get into SDSU so early? Because I thought acceptances were coming out in March and I later found out that sometimes out-of-state students get them in December, get them really early. Um, 
but that's neither here or there. I just felt like, why did I get in? Um, like, I felt like when I would check my web portal, it would be a mistake and be like, sorry, we made a mistake. I was just <laughs> afraid. I was like, how did I get into this school? Um, but I'm glad I did go. <laughs> it's definitely the school for me. Um, so walk me through the decision process to choose SDSU. Like, what was that decision? Like, were you in between schools? Did you know for a fact that SDSU was it? Like, what happened with that whole decision process? Uh, I think it came down to two schools for me. So it was San Diego State and Georgia State. Um, because, you know, Georgia State is kind of closer to Mississippi. So I was like, I'll still have family down here, more family than I do in California. And um, it like, Georgia is just such a great place. Like, I love Georgia, especially Atlanta, Georgia. I love it. And so it was really between those two. And so, you know, sis prayed about it. I was like, which one would fit me better? So I just, I just did research, prayed about it. And then I just felt it. I was like, you know, I think I need to go to San Diego State because their journalism program is looking good. You know, that's uh, the degree I want to pursue. And like, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna lie, it's San Diego. Like I wanted to get away from home. I wanted to live my Cali life. And so that played a big factor into it, you know, uh, which I don't recommend, <laughs> you know, <laughs> really be practical about it. But at the same time, I was like, yo, it's California, come on. And so I also knew I always just wanted to be far away from home just because I knew that if I was closer to home, at any sign of conflict, at any sign of uncomfortability, I will be driving six hours from Georgia back home, you know, and I did not want that. I wanted to pit myself far from home where I was forced to grow, you know, so mm -hmm. all of that played into it, and yeah. Yes, I feel the same way. It was in between two schools for me, and it was kind of just like they were very opposite of each other. It was SDSU and then St. John's University in New York which is in Queens, New York, New York City, like the whole vibe. And that's like entertainment central on the East Coast. And so I was like, well, I could be in New York City or I could be in San Diego, California. They're both big schools. They both have great sports programs, great journalism programs, and I don't know what to do. So St. John's had this like overnight host program where I went to stay overnight with a host who had my same major and I got to shadow classes and see the campus and I hated it. I mean, like it was a cool experience, but I just couldn't see myself there. Everywhere I looked, there were crosses. It was kind of freaking me out. It was a Catholic school and I didn't want to go to a Catholic school. I didn't want to go to a Christian school, even though I'm a Christian. And I just couldn't deal with the fact that there were crosses every single like place that I went, even in the bathroom. I just said, <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. And I looked at the prices like SJU or St. John's University gave me a lot of money to go but it still would have been more expensive than going to SDSU so I had to look at the cost. Um, I really had to ask myself do, do I want to go to school in seven inches of snow or 70 degree weather every day like that was, a, <laughs> that was definitely like a conversation I had with myself um, and meanwhile like I had never toured SDSU I had never been to San Diego at all like it was just kind of like a leap of faith that I took choosing San Diego State over St. John's. Like I knew I didn't want to be at St. John's and my only other option at the time was SDSU. And I was like, okay, well, I guess we finna do this. Like I've never seen the campus. I don't know anybody there. And I just 
took a leap of faith and I feel like I'm thriving now. I feel like I was just, I chose the right place, period. Um, but I named this episode, You Got Family Out There, because once I announced that I was going to SCSU, people were happy. They were just like, you know, cool, cool, you know, that's like, that's far, you know? But the next question they would ask would be like, do you have family out there? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> you do now, you do now though. I do, I do now. <laughs> I do have family out there now. And it's really, I feel like it's God because I've made so many friends. I have like adopted parents, quote unquote, that live in San Diego. And I just believe that's God because I have family out there that I can depend on and call on and use as a resource for anything. I don't need to be traveling back and forth to the East Coast every time I have an issue. I have like quote unquote parents there to help me out through crises and stuff like that. So I definitely thank God for that. Um, did people actually believe you were going to go to California? And I know you do have family out there, but like, did people think that you were going to go? Oh, heck yes. Like yeah. people, even people from my high school, like they just knew I was meant to like go out of state. And they, and like a lot of people comment, like people I went to high school with, they're like, yeah, you're a Cali girl. We knew it. We knew it. We called it. They do you it. You literally are. <laughs> and my family, they were not surprised. Like we were telling, you know, my grandparents, cousins, whatever. They're like, yeah, we know. We know. It wasn't a surprise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I felt like a lot of people knew that I was going to go, but people were just like, she's going to be out there all alone. Like, she's never been out there before. They kind of just had apprehensions. And I'm like, people travel across the country for college all the time. Like, I don't know why. Think about international students. Think about them. Like, like, don't think about me. Think about (laughs) people that are studying abroad, like, for one semester. Don't think, I'll be back for Thanksgiving or something. Like, give me a break, please um people didn't think I was actually gonna do it up until the point that I said okay I'm moving in next week bye deuces like (laughs) they definitely didn't think I was gonna do it I know my family like up north in Philly they were just like oh we thought you were gonna choose temple like no no because I would have been home every other weekend I would have been over my grandparents house every weekend I just couldn't deal with that and I didn't want that in a college experience so um that's pretty much why like SDSU was a school for me and like I have family out there now so to the people that told me that why are you questioning me like it's not you that's going out there to me <laughs> so um what were some like apprehensions you had coming into SDSU maybe some things that made you nervous or did you have anything that made you nervous honestly I wasn't nervous I wasn't like I know a lot of people go in being nervous about like you know things about friend like making friends and like finding your place there but with me and my personality like I don't know I just adjust very easily and I knew that you know the big threes like making friends fitting in finding your place um I would do I knew how to adapt to that because you know I'm a very social being I know how to you know get in the groove of things really fast so I don't think I had anything that I was really nervous about um yeah I can't think of I really can't (laughs) think of anything because like I told you one time I made a YouTube video and I was like guys I was kind of nervous no I was scared at how fast I adjusted to college life. Like I was shocked I didn't have homesickness because so many people did. 
even people that live 20 minutes away from their parents they're like oh my god I don't know how to I don't know how to do this and so I was like I adjusted a little too well it's something wrong with me you know <laughs> but I think I was yeah. just so ready to be on my own like mm-hmm. it's just like nothing was holding me back right I felt the same way I mean I felt like you know the typical nerves I guess that college students do feel like the start of a new beginning the start of a new chapter I guess the normal feelings that come along with that but I wasn't scared like I was ready to dive in dive in head first I was ready to move into my dorm like if we finna do this roommate thing we finna do it right like uh, I was ready for for food on campus I was ready for everything college is getting acclimated as soon as possible I was ready for it all and I didn't really have any problems with it I mean I made friends quickly I got involved quickly um so it was a good experience for me and you said you didn't experience homesickness at all that was my next question no that's incredible I didn't experience it either honestly maybe my sophomore year just because I had a rough roommate situation (laughs) and I just would rather have been home but um homesickness was like not even a concept I remember people calling me from home like oh you must be homesick by now I'm just like stop putting things in my head like (laughs) stop trying to ask me if I have family out there have you done this like I'm just living life the way I want to I'm getting acclimated at my own pace like leave me alone I'm not homesick I don't miss you and (laughs) I'm just having a good time. Like, leave me alone. Thank you for checking is, in. But like, yeah. in, in my opinion, like, you're so busy getting used to things. Like, you have no time to think about, you know, being homesick, in my opinion. Like, if you mm-hmm. on the go, 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 trying to get, you know, adjusted to college life, trying to make friends, trying to, you know, adjust to college classes, like, you ain't got time to be homesick. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, you're just so busy with, like, the swing of college. Like, the idea of college itself, the concept of it. Um, so kind of run me down like your freshman fall semester, like rated a number out of 10, 10 being the best, um, making friends, living with the roommate, getting involved on campus. Like how did that fall semester go for you, your first semester? I will give it a solid nine. Mm. Yes, so the whole, okay, let's start with roommates. So I actually met my roommate at Open House. I think it was like in March. Yeah. So, it was a few so we met in March. And so we were, she was like, hey, do you want to be, you know, roommates? Because we were talking for a few weeks by then. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. And so I already, going in, I already knew something about my roommate. And I knew we had things in common. I knew we were going to get along. And so that was all great. And so, um, yeah roommates was great um, it was only us two in the room so like I didn't have to deal with three people in a room like some people did so that's a whole different oh you're really throwing shade at me right now <laughs> on my own because y'all think about three girls in a room like I love us females like I, I'm a girl's girl like I am so here for you know us queens but three of us to a room three three to four mm. Thing, like, that is not gonna work out I'm sorry no matter how you no matter how best friend like besties you are it is it's not something's gonna go down so mm-hmm. moving on <laughs> for sure for sure that was great so we had it was just me and her 
Um, and she ended up leaving after first semester, so I had the room to myself, so. Must be nice. You know, I really didn't have to, you know, experience a lot of roommate drama, which I'm grateful for. Uh, Again, the shade. <laughs> Y'all, tune in to episode five if you really want to hear about <laughs> some roommate tea. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> um, so roommates is great. Uh, what was the next one? Campus involvement. Oh, oh, that was so much fun for me. It was like a playground, Trinity. I swear. Like, I remember, like, when they had, like, booths set up for clubs, I was yes. signed up for everything under the sun that sounded fun. I signed um, up. <laughs> you don't be giving all your information like that. <laughs> but see, and then later you can decipher between what you're going to really stick to. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it's, you, college is a way for you to try out things you never thought you would try out. And that's what I was trying to do and mm-hmm. see what I would stick to. And so I really I applied to like everything. And what ended up happening is I uh, stuck to the Daily Aztec. Uh, I joined the Zero Waste Committee. And then um, then I joined the Garden Committee recently. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I really narrowed it down my, uh, by the end of freshman year. And so, um, yeah, so campus involvement was great. And then making friends wow y'all i gotta tell you how me and trinity met (laughs) oh god (laughs) y'all making friends was so much fun to me because i just met my friends in like the it was was like a movie it was like in the cutest way ever it was like our romance story for friendships and so um like i'm just gonna do a rundown i met janae uh remember the second day when we moved in uh i remember walking up to her she was the only other black female that i saw like the you know on the floor and she was just that be real y'all that really be real y'all i'm it's nothing against like you know it's nothing against it but black black people need to have that other black person because they get it already they just get Uh, it it's hard to explain but we're being real hot humble open and transparent baby And so I remember walking up to her and, you know, I was just like, hey, like, I see that you're the only other black girl on this floor. Like, you know, let's talk. And so that's like, that's how our friendship blossomed. And we just hung out every day since then. And so, um, oh, crap. Who else did I meet? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Why don't you talk about how you met me? Because this is I, my podcast. You're my third one. You're my third one. Dang. I'm number three. <laughs> but you special though. You special. Thank you. And but I'm gonna, Thank I'm gonna you. jump to you. I'm gonna jump to you. I'm gonna jump okay. to you. Okay. Okay, you could cut Janae out if you want to. No podcast. It's your podcast though. So no, but Janae out. is special. <laughs> we love you, Janae. If you're listening. Oh <laughs> jump into Trin Trin. So I remember um I joined well I was uh I heard about this little church group called Chi Alpha right oh my god (laughs) and the group leader invited me to like this little service they were having that night and so I was like okay I'll come see what it's about and so I remember the church leader she was like oh come meet um my friend Trinity and I was like okay okay (laughs) I am so triggered right now I don't even know and so y'all like Honestly, I thought Trin didn't like me, y'all, because I walked up to her, and you know me, I'm like, I'm like, oh, hey, like, how are you doing? I was like, oh, my God, we had the same colored hair. Like, you know, I'm just, like, so full of energy. I was just, like, giving her 
good vibes right off the bat, y'all, like high energy. And Trin kind of gave me that, if you guys know Trin, you know that face she gives when she's just kind of like, okay. <laughs> y'all, she gave me that look like, okay, like. <laughs> I didn't realize that I was giving you that look. I genuinely did like you. <laughs> I honestly don't even remember feeling that way towards you. I thought you were cool. You had my same major. You were also black. Like, <laughs> I was I was happy to meet you. <laughs> well, your face didn't say that. And okay. So well, I left that encounter was like, okay, well, we ain't gonna see her again. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I told you this before, Trinity. Don't act you like did. it's brand new. You <laughs> did. I just... I'm still in shock about that. But I love that story. Like, I tell everyone about it. And then we, we hung out the next day, though. So I'm not yeah. understanding. You said we you, weren't going to see me. Because you remember we bonded over Michael Todd. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we then you texted me one day, and you were like, hey, let's meet up and talk about, you know, some stuff, like, about Michael Todd, church, whatever. I was yeah. like, okay, okay. I'm excited. So... Yeah, and that's when your 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 second impression kind of just flipped. Yes, because I remember like we took our first picture together. I still yes. have it, and yes. yeah, I'm here for it. Yes, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad I know you. Like, <laughs> I feel like Aaliyah has changed me, y'all. Y'all don't understand. Man, but... you changed me too, man. <laughs> You like I'm being so serious. Like it's like that saying, "Iron sharpens iron." Like you be on your grind, girl. You know that's a scripture, though. That's not just a saying. That's a scripture. A scripture in the Holy Bible. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) So if if God said it, you know it's true. Um, (laughs) Period. Like y'all, Trin, you just wow, girl. We own it. You too. You too. (laughs) Um. I guess my freshman year seems so long ago. I mean, I'm not that old, but it just seems like it was such a long time ago. Um, I was in this program. You already know this story. It was for Black freshmen. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just helped them to get acclimated to campus. And that was kind of like the first thing I was kind of just like pushed into. Uh, I was paired with a mentor and he had about five mentees and I was one of them. And Shout out to Kareem. We love him. And um, he just kind of just was like my big brother. Um, you know, he was a journalism major. He was a third year at the time. And he told me that he wrote for the Daily Aztec, which is our newspaper on campus. And I told him I wanted to get involved. And, you know, long story short, I did get involved with that. <laughs> and it has kind of just changed my life. I work there now. And so you see how God works. Um, if I could rate my freshman fall semester, I would rate it probably like, um, probably eight or nine out of 10. It was fun. I had the most perfect roommate situation. Um, my roommates were all black and we were like some of the only black people on the floor. And we kind of just didn't have any cultural differences to get over, I guess. Um, we genuinely like hung out together. We enjoyed each other's company. Um, we kind of did everything together. Um, we, we played jokes on each other. <laughs> um, yeah, it was just like a perfect situation. Um, my classes were pretty chill. Um, I did have one professor, I'll never forget. She, she ended me with an 89.7 and she knew me. She knew my name, she knew my face, she knew my work. 
And I was like, oh, I'm gonna get a 90 in this class, but she gave me 89.7. And I will never forget that. I just feel like I would have a higher GPA if she gave me a 90 and I would have had an A in the class. But you know, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Um, okay, so what about your spring semester? Because I know it was kind of cut short because of COVID. You're going into your sophomore year. How would you rate that? Um, yeah, how would you rate that out of 10 and, and why? You mean like transitioning from like freshman to sophomore or like? No, like your spring semester. So I asked you like what you would rate that. Oh. How would you rate the spring semester and why? Cause it's still your sophomore, or your freshman year, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I will give it. I will give it a seven and a half. You know why? Because it began great. Cause you know, New Year's resolutions. You know, you were motivated, so you went back as like you know with new, you know, whatever, and so kicking it off it was great and it slowly went downhill once COVID started happening you Mm -hmm. know and so things were starting to circulate like hey you know people are starting to go home um and like you had the option to stay you had the option to go home and then everything was just changing so I would say spring semester was kind of stressful it was actually very stressful because COVID started happening in March so I only had two months into spring semester and then everything just started to like flash before my eyes and so, um, but I will say that the reason why I gave it a seven and a half is because it wasn't the worst thing in the world. Like people, I was kind of lucky to have experience most of my freshman year. And a lot of people won't get to have like the normal freshman experience. So I don't want to be a pessimist and be like, oh, this is, a, it was a two. <laughs> when I rated a two, because it really cheated me. And so, um, but yeah, I would say it's a, it's a seven and a half. Because it wasn't that bad, but it wasn't uh, what I expected. I got you. I got you. I think mine would probably be like a seven and a half or eight, too. Um, and I'm jumping all the way to spring semester of my sophomore year because I'm going into my junior year. But um, I think the highlight of that was just like going to San Francisco. Um, just because it was like a dream city of mine. You and love San Francisco. Like, love, you know what all let me tell time. you, I love San Francisco. I love the Bay Area. You don't even understand. I feel like nobody understands. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like it was just a highlight because I did it with the Daily Aztec, which is where I work. And I made new friends. Like, I got to cross something off my bucket list. Um, I also went to LA like a week or two before that San Francisco trip and I saw um Toby Mac in concert which is like a Christian iconic singer and I just feel like that was like my very first bucket list entry to see him in concert when I was like four and then being able to do it as a sophomore in California living my college life it was just kind of like a full circle experience um so I had a lot of good experiences in my spring semester before it was cut short um you know of course there were some highs and lows but I feel like it would probably be a seven and a half or eight um I just wish it hadn't been cut short right (laughs) like I felt like I had so much potential you know right Um, okay so in your opinion do you believe getting involved on campus helps students acclimate better does it truly make a difference what do you think 
I really think it does because when you're just focused on the academics and you don't have any extracurricular activities, you know, you're not really making friends, then it's going to get very lonely and very boring, you know, like, and when you are really, what's the word, draining yourself with academics and not really uh, stimulating your brain with other activities that you actually enjoy to get you away from the academics, you're going to get burnt out. Like, and so it really does help you get involved with the campus. And actually, I think that it really enhances your college experience, in my opinion, because college, we talked about this, college isn't all about the academics, if we're being honest. That's a very yeah. small part of college. It is. And so it's all about making new experiences and find yourself as a person, this new stage of life. So I think uh, extracurriculars, getting involved is a very great thing for new students. I totally agree. Um, everyone knows pretty much that I'm a SCSU ambassador. And, you know, on my tours, I tell my prospective students and parents, I was like, you know, getting involved on campus truly does make a difference. Like, it helps you just acclimate to campus better. You make friends, you build those connections, you kind of find your place on campus that makes it feel like home. Um, so for Aliyah and I, like, we're out-of-state students, but now I feel like SCSU, even before we got there, as a student enrolled in classes, I felt like um, it was home already, but just diving in, exploring campus, what, what it had to offer us, I feel like um, it was just home. And so once you find that place on campus um, that makes it feel like home, which is only found through getting involved on campus, I think it does make a difference. You don't feel homesickness. You don't miss wherever you come from. You know, you kind of right. just build your own little home your own little happy place and so your own little happy yeah. place I love that <laughs> <laughs> yes um so for me mine is the daily Aztec or ambassadors um it was Chi Alpha it was just different little places so I definitely really um would encourage students to do that um what would you say to students who may be mindful of money or just scared to kind of go out of state because that's their very valid reasons you know when considering choosing colleges or choosing to apply to these schools like what would you say to those students I would say first talk to your parents I'm not the best when it comes to talking about this because you know I'm a free spirit like when I got my mindset on something I'm going and my parents know that and mm -hmm. so I would say talk to your parents and see where your finances are at you know, um, because I would say, this is off note, but it, there is a difference from people trying to hold you back because of fear and then because it's like impracticality. You get what I'm saying? Like, if you really right. cannot afford to go out of state, you can't, you can't afford it. So you might as well do what you can right now, save up, and then maybe you can move, you know, to wherever you desire. But um, yes, talk to your parents, see where they're at, and... You know, if it comes, I know people, some people are like, no student loans, no, no, no. But if it comes down to it, a little bit of student loans never hurt nobody, in my opinion. I mean, you know, I wouldn't say take out, you know, a lot, like I did, because <laughs> I'm, I'm regretting now, but. Mm, look, uh, let me tell you. <laughs> uh-huh. But I mean, you know, really, really seek advice first and then kind of go from there and see where you're at financially first. 
and then let loans be your last resort, not your first, you know? Right. Um, I agree. I feel like, you know, talking to your parents is key um, because they're going to support you. Like, they want their kids to flourish. If you're going to flourish at an out-of-state school, your parents will be behind that. Sometimes students are immature and they can't, they, they shouldn't be going out of state. Your parents sometimes know what's best for you. So definitely have that conversation with your parents. Um, if you're someone that is of faith, I would just say pray about it because God will provide the ways and the means for you to do that. <laughs> um, let me tell you, he did it for me. Amen. Uh, if he did it before, he'll do it again too. Exactly. <laughs> Um, you know, I just feel like investing in yourself and getting a degree is something that's worth spending money on. So <laughs> let me say something. Oh my gosh, that reminded me of this quote. You know, I love Robin Sharma. Y'all, he's a motivational speaker. He wrote the 5 a.m. club. Trinity knows I love me some 5 a.m. club. And so basically he said this one quote that stuck with me forever. And he basically said, never regret investing in your education never whether they be that that be books whether that be um invested in college education whether to be anything never regret it because one thing that people can't take away from you is your education period and that y'all that stuck with me yes that that's some that's some bible truth right there <laughs> that's some gospel truth because some people really need to hear that don't be afraid or, or feel ashamed to invest in yourself because knowledge is power. I know it's probably cliche or you hear it all the time, but truly knowledge is power. People cannot take that away from you. They can't downplay what you know, you know? So I would just say, don't be afraid to invest in yourself, invest in your education. And by doing that, you're going to be getting a degree, but you'll also be exploring the world. You'll be exploring what, uh, but like the person that you're becoming, you're going to build these relationships and you're just going to see the world through a different lens. And so I um, encourage you to do it, go for it. If you're feeling nervous about it and your parents are already behind you, just do it. Um, you'll learn, you'll, it'll be a learning experience either way for you. Um, so I just say, do it. Just do it. Just like do you it. said like it best, baby. Yes. <laughs> so what would you say to students who may be, experiencing imposter syndrome or or culture shock because I know you got a lot to say let's get into it okay first let's define what imposter syndrome is for anyone that doesn't know I have it pulled up because I knew this question was going to come up I have it I have it all right so it says imposter syndrome is a psychological pattern in which one doubts one's accomplishments and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud so Mm. Yeah, let's keep that in mind. Ooh. So, imposter syndrome is something that no one really talks about. I don't know why. And so, going into college, you know, in the beginning, um, like I said, it was I was very confident in my abilities. I was very confident that I was meant to be there. And so, as weeks as weeks went on, a little doubt started, you know, whispering in my head. And I was like, okay, okay, you know, we know how to deal with this, you know, say some affirmations like, yeah, you, you are worthy, you're meant to be here. But sometimes that, that doesn't work. That's not strong enough, right? Mm -hmm. And so as weeks, months went on, I started having this feeling like, why am I at San Diego State? Like, these people are so freaking smart. Like, 
I, I ain't that smart, you know? Right. And then other doubts started keeping in my head, like, oh, I don't want to show them, like, my first daily Aztec article. I was like, I don't know, like, if this is even good. <laughs> oh, should I really, this ain't, this ain't new, like, this is not up to the daily Aztec standard. Like, no, I, I'm not in with this, you know, crowd of the daily Aztec writers, you know? And so as that went on, I remember I started journaling. And so I saw a pattern where it was like, uh, I'm not meant to be here. You know, I was losing my confidence. And I was like, what is this? Because it's something so much stronger than this, you know, self-doubt. It's so much stronger than that. And so I remember one day sitting, and I don't know if I should tell that story, but I figured out that it was imposter syndrome one day in class. And once I identified it, I knew how to deal with it. It doesn't go away. You just know how to start dealing with it. And so that's, do you have anything to say about imposter syndrome? Because I feel like I was just... <laughs> No, this is your platform, honestly. Oh, I'm sharing it with you. But I feel like when I started my freshman year, I didn't feel that way pretty much in like the fall. Um, but we did have those conversations in the group that I was in as far as like the, the Black scholars, the Black freshmen just acclimating to campus. So we had conversations about that just because um, Black students make up three or 4% of the SDSU population, student population. So a lot of the Black students or the Black freshmen felt that they didn't belong on campus, they didn't compare to their white counterparts, and it was kind of just a real thing. I was like, wow, people are actually feeling this way. I didn't feel this way until spring semester when that whole college scandal with Lori Loughlin was going down um, and Olivia Jade at USC and stuff. And I was kind of just shook. I was just like, wait, first and foremost, everybody knows I'm a full house fiend. And she was on Full House. I was like, first of all, Aunt Becky knows better than this. And then second of all, it was just like, well, it seems like white people get away with anything. <laughs> that was just like what was really going in my head. And so I was in this Africana Studies class at the time. And we were having conversations about this and how white students at SDSU were saying, well, you know, some of their white friends didn't get in because the Black students took up all of their spots. And so just hearing that made me kind of just think about like, well, did I really take somebody else's spot? Because when I first got in, I was like, well, I'm, I'm confused like why I got in because my grades and test scores were not up to the standard of like typical SDSU students, but I still got in. So I was like, okay, cool. And like I said, I thought it was a joke. I thought it was going to get revoked at some point. And so I was like, okay, well, it didn't. So, okay, I'm, I'm meant to be here. And so when that whole scandal was going on and people were saying all kinds of stuff about black students being on campus, as opposed to white students not being on campus, I was just like, well, maybe this is actually true. But I love my Africana studies professor that was in that class, Dr. Reddick. She would affirm us all the time and say that you guys are meant to be here. If you're in this class, you're meant to be in this class. If you're a black student on this campus, you were accepted for a reason. And so that kind of just helped me pull out of that kind of draggy mindset. Uh, my mom always spoke life over my siblings and I, she still does. And so when I told her, you know, kind of like the things that people were saying, she was just like, you know, you got to bounce back from that. Like God has you there for a reason. You've seen the ways that God has worked in your life and, and you know, it's okay. Like you're meant to be there. And so those thoughts are just like not of him. And, you know, I quickly pulled out of those, but I know that they can be very real. And so 
I just want to encourage people like don't downplay those emotions because they're very real it's a thing you might not think that there's a name for it but it's imposter syndrome and it's very real it's very valid and we just want to validate those feelings for you yes tell me about like your experience with culture shock and what um what those encounters have been like just as an out-of-state student coming to california and being at a california state university all right so i'm a definition person so i'm gonna whip out the definition for culture shock for anyone that doesn't know right so culture shock is the feeling of disorientation experienced by someone who is suddenly subjected to an unfamiliar culture way of life or set of attitudes all right so coming from a small town in mississippi little old southern little miss girl like me going all the way to a city like uh, San Diego, California, you know, the culture is totally different. People are way more laid back. I, ooh, I don't want to make assumptions, but you know, generally, a little bit more <laughs> laid back, you know, uh, it's a lot of different religions, there's a lot of different lifestyles. And so going there, experiencing that firsthand, like, I, I kind of knew about it, you know, you see it in the movies, you see it on YouTube, uh, but experience it firsthand, it was like, you know, whoa. Like, it's something totally different from what I knew, you know? And so I thought I would stick out like a sore thumb because I'm from little old Mississippi because my lifestyle, my views, my way of moving is totally different from a lot of people in California. And so going into San Diego as a, as a state student, that was one of my main concerns of just kind of like, fitting in but still staying myself you get what I'm saying I do I do um yeah I feel that I felt like I needed to stay true in myself like it was hard and it still is hard because this is like the norm is just definitely not the way that I move <laughs> and people are always like oh we can tell you ain't from around here like <laughs> you seem like you from the east coast and I'm just like well that's the way yeah <laughs> um but I've noticed, like, just even, like, the music that I listen to compared to somebody that lives and is from California, like, they might listen to just, like, strictly California artists, where I listen to a variety. Um, it's just, that's just one of the examples, or, or the cuisines that are there may not be reflected um, as much as they are in California than they might be in, in D.C., and so that was kind of just, like, an opening, eye-opening experience to kind of just come into contact with those things. Um, so it was like a culture shock, but it was like a good culture shock because that's what I wanted. I wanted to like explore and get to know a new kind of way of life, a new lifestyle, I guess. So culture shock kind of like opened that up for me. Um, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Going off of that, I remember like one of my journal entries, I was like, you know, being in this culture is making, is forcing me to question a lot of preconceived notions I had and a lot of things that I'm growing out of like ways of thinking you know and I'm kind of growing older you know what I'm saying like I grew from the culture shock you know I kind of uh, moved past that stage and it kind of helped me grow in that aspect you know what I'm saying because it's something so new and you find new things in it and then the new things that you want to put you know uh, add to your life your lifestyle you know that's a positive that, positive that comes out of that whole culture shock. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. For sure, for sure. 
Okay, last question. I already know the answer to this, but the listeners may or may not know. Do you think that you'll end up in California? Uh, is this like a speed route or like, can I think about it? Are you serious? <laughs> I thought I knew the answer to this. Maybe I don't. <laughs> Maybe I don't. You ne- like, okay, you know, the Jesus in me is like, you never know. You never know where God might be me next. But if I had to choose, if I had to plan out my life, I would stay in California. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. Would you stay in San Diego? No. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against it. It's just yeah. like, I, I like to move. I like to, you know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I definitely feel that. Like, I feel like I can't stay in one place too long. I feel like I did that over the course of my life anyway. Like, I switched schools all the time, moved to new houses, just switched different, like, activities or whatever. And, it's, you know, I guess it kind of just prepared me to, like, not stay in a box or not stay in one place uh, for so long. Um, but I think four years in one city is a good <laughs> amount of time. Yeah. And so, you know, I probably will end up in L.A. I feel like everybody says that. Uh, I have a feeling you will. I, I think I will, but um, once I'm established, established, and have my money and stuff, like, SF is the move, baby. You already know. <laughs> I'm trying to go to the Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Love San Francisco, but um, you know what? Speed round. Since you just inspired, I'm going to just do a spontaneous speed round. What is your favorite coffee shop in San Diego? Oh, God, that is so freaking hard. Oh, Deja Brew, hands down. Okay, all right. Where is your favorite restaurant in San Diego? Oh, Cafe Gratitude, hands down. Oh, I want to go there. (laughs) So good. Uh, Favorite beach in San Diego? Oh, La Jolla, hands down. Okay, I haven't been there. (laughs) (laughs) I've been trying to go. Okay, last question. Um, What's your favorite place to go to in San Diego? oh i got it um trilogy cafe it's a yoga place it's an aerial yoga place slash vegan cafe love it Ooh, i want to go there uh, okay let's do it (laughs) oh my gosh i can't wait to come back to california i've had enough of the east coast (laughs) okay but for real thank you so much for being on my yes first episode with a guest this is gonna go down in history yes um i'm so happy that it was with you um where can people find you oh this oh this is official okay you can find me at alia underscore danielle on instagram or find me on my blog at aliainspired.com and how do you spell alia underscore danielle it's a-a-l-i-y-a-h underscore d-a-n-y-e-l-l yes and if y'all like to read, yes, you can find her blog at aliyahinspired.com or her writing at the Daily Aztec um, in the arts and culture section. Um, she's a fabulous writer. Um, she's just like a fabulous person in general. So grateful to know her, grateful that she was on this episode, and I'm grateful just to be your friend. I'm just honored. Aww. Thank you, Trent. <laughs> yes. So um yeah she's the best PR person I've ever had and um definitely stay tuned we got some cool stuff in the works uh got a lot of stuff brewing behind the scenes and we can't wait to just let you know what it is 